funny thing is, is I literally had to take a shot and put on Beyonce Homecoming in the background because I listened to the shit I recorded earlier and what the fuck. (laughs) But here we are trying this again. My name is Chris Lanise. If you're checking out this podcast, I'm pretty sure we are semi-familiar with each other. If not, then I don't know how the hell you ended up here. (laughs) Truly. I decided I wanted to make this podcast because I am at a very big stage of transition in my life and the very beginning of the transitions. I'm at a vulnerable moment. I feel like a lot of my peers or the people who relate to or can relate to my art have these moments as well. But because we're not super duper young, 18, 20 years old, we feel insecure about sharing it. Because after you reach a certain age, in your mind, you think you got to have your shit together. I decided that this is how I wanted to share it. In this episode, you know, I'm really just giving a lot of background, how I got here. (laughs) Um, What are the new goals? What am I trying to do? And I'm just going to try to be as honest as possible. I want it to be something that if I hold myself accountable and do what the fuck I really need to do, and I look back on it, I feel like I'm going to be like, damn. That shit was great to be documented because somebody needed to hear it. That's where we are. Let's do a little background synopsis of where we're at, how I got where I'm at, mentally, career-wise, all that other bullshit. I am from Jacksonville, Florida. I'm a visual artist. I moved to Atlanta in 2014. Atlanta is the black mecca. Atlanta is, it is a great fucking city to be in and I moved here because my art was doing well here. Jarell and I just wanted better opportunities. You know, we liked Atlanta. It was an easy move for us. We were working for ourselves at the time. So from 2014 to 2018, I am on this artist grind. I am doing all the shows, making all the networking, going to the panels, going to the opening nights, going to the artist talks, really trying to put my name out there, just get familiar with the community. And we end up in 2018. 2018 is a great fucking year for your girl. I feel like 2018 was my, I am here. I am a professional artist. I am Chris Lanise. (laughs) 2018, I have my solo exhibition, my first solo exhibition, my only solo exhibition right now in Atlanta. Have it at the W downtown. I mean, big boss, bad bitch shit. Sell that motherfucker out, call it caffeine. It was absolutely beautiful. And it was my first experience with curating. Because if you know me, I am a visual artist. Ding. A curator. Ding. Um, And a whole lot more. Ding, 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 ding. Now I'm just playing. (laughs) I have that show. I start working with Artpocalypse Atlanta in 2018, too, as an event coordinator. And really getting experience into the background of putting on these exhibitions. If you don't know what Artpocalypse Atlanta is, end the fucking podcast right now and go on Instagram and look at what the fuck it is and it's gonna blow your mind. I start working with Artpocalypse Atlanta. By 2019, I'm a curator. Early in 2019, they actually make me a partner. That was my curating golden fucking year. We had so many events, at least eight different exhibitions. We teamed up with a small tech company, Culture Base, 
did a three-part creative series where we had panels we brought in special speakers um, we partnered with Google a couple galleries in the city and then we ended it by bringing Atlanta to Miami for Art Basel for a two-day exhibition 2019 was a hell of a year I'm curating all these shows grinding my fucking ass off still painting because I got to be in some of these shows still taking commissions because I got to make a coin and I'm still working. So when we were in Miami, keep in mind, we're in Miami Art Basel, like we are grinding. We are building the walls for our show. We all drive down in a minivan. We all in the Airbnb with our videographer, our volunteers, a couple of the artists. I mean, we are out here, you know? We're down there in Miami. I tell my, I tell Malcolm and Reed, those around two business partners, I'm like, nigga, I need a fucking break. Your girl is tired. So we decided after that, we was going to take a couple months off, you know, just to recharge. I want to get inspired, kind of create some new shit. We get back. I take my two months off. And then your girl, Corona comes around, which was cool at first because shit, we all lived it. We thinking we in the house for two weeks. It's now when COVID first hit, my business partner, Reed, who's also an artist, he was like, Chris, we got to start tattooing. We got to start tattooing. This is how we going to get to the money. This is how we going to get to the money. I was skeptical, but he ends up talking me into it. And we decided we was going to start this tattoo journey together. Reed has stayed consistent with that and is fucking shining. Is about to be one of Atlanta's top tattoo artists. If you need ink in the city, hit up my guy. April strolls along, starting every day. Practice, practice, practice. Um, we're looking, we're looking for our apprenticeship. Um, you know, we're really on the go. Maybe two weeks into April, I find out that I'm pregnant. 31, pregnant. We already know the drill with that. <laughs> okay. Luckily, I've been with Jaja for fucking ever. So that was secure. And I felt like I was in a good headspace to bring in a kid. So we were excited, afraid, but excited. And all while doing this throughout COVID, when I first got pregnant, I stopped painting. Not only did I stop painting, I told Reed, I ain't doing this tattoo shit no more. I'm telling you guys this because this is me quitting and I want to note it. Sometimes when you look on Instagram, you think a bitch just on the go, shining, shining. There are definitely things that I quit on. I quit. I quit that and I stopped painting and I stopped creating because I'm pregnant and I'm mad about being pregnant because I can't smoke no weed. And I got to smoke my weed to get into the zone to paint. And this is just really how artists be about their shit. I read Chimende's book, Manifesto to Being a Feminist. I suggest if you have a son who's going to interact with young black girls, you read it. I suggest if you are purple or blue, you fucking read it. It is a great book to read. One of the things that sticks out in the book, she says, you never want to teach your daughter to aspire to be a mother or a wife. If she becomes those things, that's great. But those aren't goals. And for so long, girls are taught that, that those are goals. You know, you're, you're your kid's first role models. Being your daughter's first role model, she should see her mama in her bag. Like, she should know that my mama is a great mom. She's a great wife. And she is a bad bitch and whatever the hell she does. So I was like, ding, I got I to gotta put on for my baby. You know, I'm inspired. I'm, the spark goes off. 
I start creating this series called Children of the Nile because my daughter's name is Nile. When I was pregnant though, I kept my pregnancy a secret. Unless you're family or close friends, it's really none of your fucking business. And it was very easy to do it because COVID, we don't see each other anyway. So I created the series Children of the Nile. It's definitely my most detailed work and I decided to paint. This series is hands down my most successful series of art. And when I'm painting it, you know, I'm in my real deep artist shit. Like I feel like I am art creating art. I am creating my biggest masterpiece with my daughter inside of me. I feel like these are paintings that we made together. I wanted her to feel like these paintings were, she was she was doing great things before she even touched the earth. I felt like these were gonna be some of my staple paintings in my artistry. You know, when people look back on me when I reach my full potential and they're like, whoa, this is where she peaked. In my mind, that was Children of the Nile. And when my daughter looks back on it, she's like, whoa, that's all because of me. Those paintings hung in House of trilogy it's a gallery here in Atlanta shout out to Henry sold after a couple of them sold and they got so much exposure one thing people don't tell you though as an artist and you get pregnant is at a point in time girl them swollen hands you get fat all that shit starts to catch up to you so here I am big and pregnant trying to paint my hands cramping up on me my feet swollen I'm tired I'm hungry I stopped painting in November and Jaja and I, we decide, hey, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. It's what I wanted to do. But I still wanted to make money, you know, in my artistry and my craft. So we invested in a fine art commercial printer. This is a no-joke motherfucker. This is the Terminator of printers. And when I first bought the printer, my intention was solely to work with artists, to help artists create replicas of their work, museum quality. This was something that I know I struggled with. This is something that I know helped me make a lot more money as an artist. I could put bigger price points on my original paintings and sell my prints for really nice too. I felt like I knew enough artists. I worked with enough artists. This should be easy money. Easy, easy money. No money's too fucking easy. I learned what I needed to learn for that printer. But I'm going to be honest. This is honesty moment. I learned what I needed to know. I was not obsessed with that printer like I should have been. I was just trusting my little bit of clout. This is just me being real, feeling myself. I did end up working with artists and doing prints and stuff, but by the time the printing kind of started, I give birth. I give birth in December. I give birth. I underestimated my healing process physically, my mental Fuck, I underestimated all that shit. I underestimated the time it is in being a fucking mother. And I've only been used to making money by putting my shit out, by being in people's face, by people knowing that I'm on the move. And I didn't really have the energy, nor did I have the passion to want to do it with the printing. I kind of let it fall to the back. And that's very easy to do for one period whenever you're doing something new, but especially when you become a new parent, being a mother is a fucking adjustment. It is a constant adjustment. And that whole beginning of 2021, the things that I've pried myself on for so long, I'm no longer doing it. I'm not creating. 
you know, yes, I naturally adapted to being a mom. I am obsessed with my kid. So that is good. But I always felt like I wanted more. But by the time it was time for me to do that, I just didn't have the fucking time. I'm, some heavy shit happened in the beginning of the year I don't even want to talk about. Then, unexpectedly, June, I lose my father. So I become a parent and I lose my parent within like six fucking months. And that shit has rocked me. And it's still rocking me. I'm telling you this because I am not who I think everyone thinks Chris Lanise is. I'm just not that person. And I've recognized that I want to change it. Not only do I want to get back to my old me, I want to get to a better me. Because now I have actually have someone who I adore that's admiring me and looking at me. And I know I'm in a rough place. When I say 2021 whooped my ass, it literally has whooped my fucking ass. Like, me and this bitch got pressure and this bitch is coming at me every fucking time. I can't whoop this hoe. I lose my daddy. Fucking sucks. I still haven't painted. Um, I kind of feel like I became invisible this year. I've kind of lost myself. And that's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow when... There's been points in your life where you think you're like the Beyonce of black art. I had to sit down and decide, okay, Chris, what is it that you want? I wanted to keep my printing business. It makes sense. I have to keep it afloat. I also know that I don't really want to be in in the eye right now of the public. When you're heavy on social media and stuff, you feel the need to keep up, to be relevant, to be... I don't even feel like doing that shit. So... I know that that's going to play against me and how I'm used to getting money. So I've decided that, hey, I know that I need to secure government contracts for my printing business. This is going to be consistent income. I don't have to market anything. It's consistent work. It's just going to take a lot of work on the up on the upfront part because getting government contracts is hard. Getting these certifications is hard. Understanding the jargon is hard. I'm enrolled in the classes to understand it i'm investing the time and i'm going to secure my printing business government contracts six-figure government contracts multiple ones for multiple years i think sometimes as black people we leave a lot of money out there because we just don't want to learn something that's uncomfortable we don't want to learn something new maybe it's not even just a race thing i'm just only used to black people when something's new and uncomfortable and it seems like you don't understand it we just automatically give up and I'm that way when it comes to like stock talk like I understand it but when you start getting a little too deep into that shit I'll be like man thank god I got my nigga because that's his shit when really I should take the time to really understand it in regards to the art I am ready to excel so I have decided to pick up a new medium this year I'm picking up oil painting I think that what I paint if it had a more a slightly more realistic approach it would probably go over better with bigger audiences it's worth me just learning more mediums than what i know i know what i do works currently let me try something new so i'm learning a new medium i have no intentions of selling out this art i just want to develop the craft in the year i think both of these things are going to take a solid year before i start seeing anything that i really want to see that is a long fucking time to be consistent without any like reward and that's why i need to do the podcast because it's going to remind me of the consistency this is me just being real raw with y'all like sometimes you listen to a podcast they're like yeah i was broke and not doing shit with my life and then bam now 
I'm a multi-millionaire bitch. It's like, well, bitch, where, where were you when you was broke? Let me see you broke, you know? I'm not broke, but I know that I'm not where I want to be. And this is me getting there. Me being a full-time mom, it is inevitable that I talk about parenting and motherhood. Always been a positive person. If you've heard anything I've done before, people say, oh, Chris drops gems. She does this. She does that. You know, I try to make it apparent to be reading something motivational, something inspiring, something that touches my soul. I'll have these good habits for months and then I just break them. You know, I won't read for a month and all that shit knocks me off my rocker. So this is something where I got to be consistent. Can't be telling y'all niggas to read and my ass ain't reading. I hope that this is something that you all relate to. Everything's not going to be super, super like geared towards what I'm doing, but just the process of it. If you fuck with it, you fuck with Once again, just want to say thank you guys for listening. If you want to find me on social media, be sure to check me out at Chris Lanise on Instagram and Twitter. If you're interested in my art, don't be afraid to stop by my website, www.chrislanise.com. Don't you ever put an H in that Chris bit. Until next time, be water, be light, be art.